Welcome everyone to episode two of the Quick Pods on the Kids and Better Every Day podcast. Uh, and for those that haven't listened to the first one, the idea behind these is really simple. It's just to take a concept of training or a principle or a topic that requires a little bit more depth than an average Instagram TikTok video uh, to go into to give people the tools to, to improve their own training, to improve their own lifestyle. Uh, and that's that's really it. Now, today, what I'm going to talk about is how do GA players manage their aesthetic goals alongside their athletic goals, uh, and what just giving people a simple frame uh, to look at things ar- around their aesthetic and their athletic endeavours, which is a little bit of a hot topic at times, especially within the coaching industry where there are people on either side of the spectrum. There are people who are solely against any GA players doing, uh, doing any bicep curls or doing any aesthetic work uh, because it'll be, I suppose, at the detriment to performance uh, in, in their view uh, or a waste of time. And then there are other people who train GA players looking to improve their performances if they're bodybuilders, uh, which is which is also incorrect. Uh, and I think the the thing that strikes me when people are talking about this is like the lack of common sense that whatever whatever a client wants it's a coach's job to facilitate the client moving in that direction <coughs> like <coughs> oh jesus <coughs> whoa a coach's <coughs> oh need a drink holy fuck oh jesus it's a coach's job to get a client from point A to point B and the client has to determine what point B is. Then yeah, there it's the it's a coach's job to help the client move towards their goal and it is the client's job to decide what that goal is. Now a coach can help a client clarify what exactly that might be, but it's not the coach's job to impose our ideologies or our ways of approaching training, our idea of what their goal should be. Really, what a good coach will do is ask a lot of questions that get a client to land on exactly what their goal is and what is the scope of their goal, what is the relationship between how they want to improve their performance versus how they want to improve how they look. Uh, and for me, asking simple questions, whether like if you're listening to this as a coach, uh, it should just get you thinking and open up the conversation around how you're dealing with your clients that are athletes but also looking to improve how they look and feel. Uh, or if you're looking at this or if you're listening to this podcast as uh, as a person yourself looking who is uh, an athlete, whether it's GA or whatever, uh, that wants to juggle performing well but also looking and feeling the way they want to look and feel, it should give you a framework on how to approach this uh, and, and a little bit of something practical to go away with to know how to manage your own training. Now, the the simplest way I talk about this is people's goals will rarely be solely athletic or solely aesthetic if they are like an amateur athlete uh, when I'm reaching out to a coach or starting training. There may be some uh, amount of the other goal uh, in that. And the way I like to think of this is like a, a spectrum. So the athletic aesthetic spectrum. And if you think of the the spectrum as on one side we have purely athletic and like on the left side we have purely athletic endeavors that the only reason you're training is to improve performance on the pitch uh, on the field whatever it is 
And on the complete opposite side of the spectrum, we have purely aesthetic, which is solely dedicated to how you look and you do not care whatsoever about how that may affect or impact your performance. So if these two things are on opposite sides of the spectrum, the likelihood is that your goals will lie somewhere between the two. They will rarely lie at the polar opposites. Uh, and it's about, if you, can <clears throat> if you can clarify where along the spectrum your goals are, that can then influence how you're gonna organize your training, how you organize your week to make sure that you, you reach your goals. Uh, and I think a lot of the times when, when GA players are, are reaching out initially, uh, like especially to, to myself for coaching, the first thing they mention will always be I want to improve performance. And I'd say, yes, that's absolutely no problem at all. Uh, do you also want to get leaner? Is there, have you got an idea of a shape that visually you would like to get into? And that question normally opens up the fact that, yeah, actually, I'm actually, I'm probably not really, I'm not happy with the shape I'm in at the moment. I would really like to be, and they show me like an image of a shape. And it's like, right, okay, that's, so we do have a performance goal, but we also have uh, an aesthetic goal as well. And it's really important for me to clarify that as a coach, uh, for any coaches listening, uh, if you do have someone reaching out that is initially sort of stating that, yeah, do you know what, I want to I improve performance on the pitch, simply asking the question, okay, that's no problem at all. Do you have uh, any like aesthetic goals? Do you like want to look a certain way as well as performing on the pitch? That question initially at the very beginning of the process can save you so much pain, so much heartache down the line because if this person has initially reached out and they've sort of verbally stated that they're looking to improve the performance on the pitch and that was the reason they're reaching out to you and you design the perfect, what you feel is the perfect sort of athletic based program to solely improve their performance on the pitch. The reason they would initially tell you uh, that they're reaching out is that they're improving performance, but in the background they're thinking, you know what, it would be nice if I actually also looked and felt a certain way as well. I would like to get leaner, and quite often I, th I think it's uh, it can be because people aren't as comfortable talking about changing how they look uh, and sort of saying, you know what, I'm not actually like saying, you know what, I'm not 100% happy with how I look and how I feel at the moment is. A little bit uncomfortable and it's easier for a lot of people to say yeah I actually I just want to improve performance because in their head if I improve performance if I get stronger for football I'll also aesthetically look the, the way I want to look and whilst a good athletic uh, program will generally get people looking and feeling a certain way it's not a guarantee uh, that, that's that's the thing and it's really important for you as a coach to understand what is your your client's true goal, and what will they be satisfied with with your service? If you if they've came to you initially, look and sort of stated that you yeah, want to improve performance, and you've delivered the perfect performance protocol, and they have improved performance. However, visually they look no different after your time working with them. They may leave with some sort of like feelings of oh, do you know what? Like I didn't really get what I wanted out of it, even though they never fully stated it initially but you never asked uh, as the coach. And I think this is something that I had, uh, like I encountered quite a lot initially as a coach when someone came came in uh, like as a client and I sort of asked them what did they want. I didn't really probe and the initial question was want to improve performance on the pitch? Okay, no problem. And I jumped into straight away getting their program organized. And what that left me with was the perfect program to deliver what they, what they told me at the time, but a little bit more digging, a little bit like a little bit more like 
a bit more intelligence in my questioning uh, of the client to try and draw out what their true goals would be, where they're going to be completely happy, how they're going to be completely satisfied, and that sort of thing of okay, well, what would need to have hap- what would need to happen in ninety days and one hundred and six months, uh, sorry, in one hundred eighty days or six months or over the next year for you to be absolutely delighted with our process of working together. Uh, and simple questions like that, simple questions about have you got an idea of the ideal shape visibly that you would love to be in, that can set you up that means then that you have everything you need to go forward and you, like, you have everything you need to organise a programme based off where they want to be. Now, practically with the aesthetic or the athletic aesthetic spectrum, I, I think it can be quite useful and it's not like, it's not an exact science, but it gives you an idea of how you can organize your time and where, like, where visibly your priorities uh, sit. So for argument's sake, let's say the, the athletic aesthetic spectrum goes from one to 10. And on one, we have purely athletic based uh, like training. My goal is purely athletic. And on 10, we have my goal is purely aesthetic. So on uh, one, you're like one being an athlete, like a professional athlete is that is judged based off their performances week in, week out. And 10 being someone that is almost going down the bodybuilding route that just wants to look a certain, feel a certain way. They have no care whatsoever about how that impacts or, or uh, adhere, like impacts or affects their performance. What you'll generally find is the goal will be somewhere between the two, like so the two points. So if it's one to 10, uh, one being purely athletic, 10 being uh, purely aesthetic. In my experience, a lot of clients that are GA players that have reached out to me will tend to lie between somewhere between one and five. That they are either kind of in the middle, want to depend what they want to add a little bit of muscle, change how they look and feel, but they also want to see translation over to the pitch. Uh, and that, that's kind of where I see it so that their goals are tailored more towards the athletic but they still have a big emphasis of do you know what I really want to look and feel uh, a certain way and this is kind of the shape that I want to be in and for coaches out there simply getting the client to fire you across a photo of someone who is in the sort of shape that they would be happy or content with so you can, can set you up to give them an idea of okay well how long is that process going to take based off how much muscle and the leanness they are at the moment uh, and the person in the photo, how much muscle, how, how sort of lean they are, you can kind of give them a rough estimate of, listen, this is going to be six months, or listen, that goal is six years away, uh, and that's really, really powerful just to manage expectations uh, clients also. So <clears throat> let's say I have a client who plays football, starting senior for a intermediate uh, club team uh, in a random county. They've reached out to you because, or that this is either you as the coach dealing with them, or this is you, you yourself uh, as the footballer, as the GA player that wants to start get stuck into training. And when you sit down at the spectrum, you read out one to ten, uh, and you say, right, okay, well, I think my goals are more athletic, uh, but I do want to have a good change in my physical. I'm going to say it's four. So it's slightly closer to the athletic end of the spectrum, uh, but there's still it's still not a million miles away from the aesthetic side of the spectrum. Now we have a rough idea of the ratio of the importance of our goals and how we can dedicate our time across the training week and how we can dedicate our effort across the week to navigate between where we are now to our goal. So when we look at this through the lens of training, what that might mean is the ratio is roughly sort of like two to three uh, so three if you have like five parts of your training time three parts of the time are dedicated 
to athletic based stuff two parts of the time are dedicated to more aesthetic based stuff and then that's easy when you're looking at your program uh, if you have like if it would be very easy if you had a five day split that would be three days athletic two days uh, more aesthetic based the fact of the matter is when you come in season that's probably not feasible for most people uh, that's probably not going to be an amount of an amount of training time that they're able uh, and willing to do so what we can do then is say right well well maybe we only have three days across the week but we can look at the amount of volume that we're going to deliver across uh, three days in the week and organize it across that ratio that you do basically three parts uh, athletic based training to two parts uh, aesthetic based training and it's easy it's not necessarily easy to categorize those two like those exercises and movements into those but we know if we're doing lateral raises like preacher curls uh, like let's say tricep rope pull downs we're doing more isolation based aesthetic based movements trying to let's say hypertrophy response uh, in those muscles that's kind of different than if we're doing sort of purely power higher, like bigger compound movements and movements that are more based on transfer over to performance on the pitch so that's when we're looking at it through the lens of training it gives you a rough idea of how you can organize your training yourself or if you are a coach and you're looking at a client how we can organize the training now that's in in terms of the training week but then you can also apply that sort of ratio to the to the training year and, turn, and then see where is best to push in certain times because a lot of times people are thinking of they have to be completely balanced in all things at all times i don't feel like that's the case i think there are times that other like if you give something the priority then there's times we can push hard in one direction now the, the typical example of that is in the off season for an average ga player that wants to build a little bit of muscle the off season is a perfect opportunity to do that because we have this chunk of time in our training year three or four months where we won't be doing pitch based stuff we don't need to stay fresh for performance and games so we can really push the volume in gym sessions just that a little bit more we can we can manage the eating we can do a lot of things in the off season so it makes sense that across the training year then we can prioritize and build a muscle during that time period and then when it comes towards in season we can prioritize things like strength and power where our overall volume is going to be lower where we're not going to need as much time to rest where our muscle soreness is, is going to be lower and all of those things that are going to lead to us actually performing better on the pitch and not like if you imagine you're trying to develop muscle uh like a bit more muscle in your legs and you're hitting too heavy or like too heavy leg sessions during the week you're going to have a lot of muscle soreness it doesn't probably make sense to do that during the playing year especially coming into championship time because your performances are most likely going to suffer come the games so that's through the lens of training uh one other way of looking at this is like through the lens of nutrition uh, and let's say someone has a fat loss goal uh, and but they also want to perform well uh, on the pitch now it, because they have a follow-up goal and they have a roughly aesthetic goal then we can look at okay well now we need to juggle how aggressive we can go into a deficit whilst also not like whilst also paying attention to performance on the pitch and an example of that someone saying they're between their their four on the one to ten scale they want to look after performance but they're willing to have a little bit of trade-off uh, in in an effort to sort of bring the, their body composition to where they want it to be now we can look at okay well it gives us a degree of how aggressive we can be uh, in our deficit and how much we can push things and be willing to sacrifice a small element of performance in the name of achieving that aesthetic goal also uh, if we were going purely performance based fat loss uh, and performing optimally doesn't 
mix, uh, it's it, like trying to perform absolutely optimally on the pitch while also being in a deficit, it doesn't make sense. You want to be either at maintenance or in a small surplus to make sure that we're performing optimally. However, we can manage our performance whilst also being in a deficit if we are intelligent about our food choices, if we're intelligent about our meal timing, and we can really minimize the impact of being in a deficit. But it's it's important to know, okay, well, can we be a wee bit like aggressive in that? And maybe, do you know what? Like make peace with the fact that there is going to be days where we're training and we're in the middle of a deficit six, seven weeks into that our energy levels are going to be a little bit lower. That's fine in the grand scheme of things. This is in pursuit of this goal that I've determined. This is this is the importance or the relative importance of that goal. So that's a that's another way of looking at it. And again, you can look at that as opposed to just across the week or across the sort of month. You can look at that across the year and determine where it's going to be best in the year to manage your nutrition. What times you're going to be in a deficit and be happy enough with. What times you're going to be in a surplus. Uh, like a traditional thing for a GA player would be. Coming into the off season, getting into a surplus to support that muscle building. Uh, when we're in the league and the like, the games maybe just don't have as much importance as the championship. That you're happy enough that maybe to tidy up a little bit of body fat in that period of time, and then coming into the the championship when you're sort of looking and feeling your best. We want to be at our leanest, at our strongest, fittest, most powerful. We have gradually built calories and reversed out towards maintenance, so that at the time we want to perform at our absolute best. We are looking, feeling, and performing at our absolute best during that time. Uh, so that's that gives us a bit of a rough way of approaching things. I like it, it's something I never seen talked about when when I was when I was initially coaching people, uh, and I felt a little bit of resistance even when I was talking with clients in my early years coaching that I needed to first of all deliver a program that would be approved by other coaches. And I like I had this fear of oh, what happens if another coach sees my program and he sees I've programmed bicep curls and, and dumbbell lateral raises into this GA players program. And the truth of the matter is it doesn't matter. <laughs> it really doesn't. That's that was more so an insecurity of me as a coach, trying to impress other coaches as it was for me trying to deliver maximal value uh, to the client. And there is there is always that trade-off between aesthetic uh, and performance. Generally speaking, I have had very few clients that have been solely performance-based that do not give one crap uh, about the, where they look aesthetically. Even at times when clients tell me that it's not on their priority list, but then you maybe find out six, seven weeks into the coaching process that they actually would like to sort of tidy up a little bit of body fat. And once they get comfortable with you enough to tell you that, they, they will tell you that. But again, this is just this is just my experience. It's something that... I struggled with initially uh, as a young coach trying to navigate managing these trade-offs uh, and, and this small framework helped me a lot uh, and that's why I wanted to make just this quick episode to go into into the weeds on it. The, like the, the overarching theme of this of this is that everything's a trade-off that if you prioritize one thing in any direction you are making you are basically deprioritizing something in another direction and that's part and parcel of coaching every decision you make will have a positive impact in one direction but it may also have a negative impact in another so for as a coach or as a client or as a person like pursuing their goals realizing that some some endeavors push things and some some like actions with training some actions with nutrition will have a positive impact in a place that you want it but may have a negative impact in somewhere else and it's about if you can first 
determine what the priority of your goals are, where roughly on the spectrum you lie, then we can see practically and we can be comfortable making decisions about those trade-offs. And I think that's, it gives you a framework to make the trade-offs and make the decisions that you're comfortable with accepting a small detriment in one area because you realize that in the, in the grand scheme of things, it's bringing you to roughly where you want to be. That's it, guys. Kept it pretty short and sweet uh, on that. If there is any other topics that you want me to go into, just, just shoot us a message. Uh, I'll be going into quite a few a range of topics between stress, managing lifestyle for parents, specific stuff for GAA players, uh, morning routine, some general lifestyle stuff, sleep, uh, sleep hygiene. So if you, there is any other topics that you're not 100% sure about, if there's any topics that you would like me to go into a little bit more detail about that how I approach things with my own clients, uh, then just drop us a message. But until then, thanks very much and goodbye.